Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Monday the 6th, and it's a fired-up, debateful show, Izzy, because Geordie Barra accidentally kicked a bloke in the face, in my opinion, in your opinion mm. too, and it meant a red card, and the punters were fired up, weren't they? They were. They were fired up, mate. They were, yeah. Look, obviously... Decision was made that was a red card. I think it was the wrong decision. I don't think he intentionally tried to kick him in the head. But hey, we've all got our observations. And the public and the polls, Choices poll, thought that it was a yellow card. So hey, what do I know? <laughs> You've only caught about a million <laughs> bombs in your career, part of the initial <laughs> bomb squad. Sophie Devine, Tony Kemp, great guests. Great, great guests, mate. And we're back, Todd. Champion Toddy, mate. He's an absolute legend. Great to chat to him and get his insights on what he thought of the loose four trio. Akiriwani having an absolutely barnstorming game. So, no, great to chat to everyone. Tune in tomorrow, same time, for the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Sophie Devine in her 100th international T20s. Sophie scored a half century from 41 balls. And not only that, she took two wickets of her own. So she had an absolutely amazing captain's lock for her 100th. And we got her on the show. Sophie Devine, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you going? We're good. We're good, Sophie. Hey, um, unbelievable turnaround, unbelievable performance. Not from just yourself, but the team as well. We, we spoke a lot about on the show about building pressure. And we spoke to Katie Martin on Friday about building pressure. Do you felt like you, you put a lot of pressure on England throughout that match? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was something we spoke about. We were really disappointed, I guess, with our, our first performance, but I think we were, we were realistic about it. It was our first international match mm. in probably close to six months, so there was certainly a bit of rust there, but to be able to learn and adapt and be able to turn the tables on a, on a really strong English side, especially at home, I think I'm really pleased, and it makes for a, a very exciting decider match on Thursday. Absolutely, and you could tell that you guys were playing with confidence. So as a skipper, Sophie, do you do you instill confidence? Is that something you love to do? You like to give, empower your kind of team to go out there and express themselves? Is that part of your leadership strategy? Yeah, it's, oh, it certainly is. I think at the end of the day, especially with the with the fielding and the bowling, for me, I guess it probably helps that I, 
I am a bowler as well, so I can sort of understand it. And for me, it is. It's about giving them full confidence and belief that I, I trust what they can do and, and that their skills are good enough and, and to keep imploring them to, to bowl their best ball. Um, so for me, it is. It's giving them ownership of what they want to do. And, and certainly for me, and I guess my leadership style, it's around leading from the front. And I've probably been not where I want to be the last you know couple of international series that I've played at. So it was nice to, I guess, finally get back in there and, and lead from the front with a bat and the ball. What can you put that down to, Soph? Um, unbelievable captain's knock from you um, in your 100th T20. So great to, to be able to you know, celebrate your, your successes with a win. But what can you put down your performance to? Yeah, well, look, I don't know. I think it's, it's a really interesting one. I think, well, we've normally got a terrible curse with the White Ferns and anyone that plays a milestone <laughs> match, we seem to lose those games. So was, yeah, it's certainly nice to, I guess, break that one. But, um, oh, look, I don't know. I think... You know, I've probably been struggling for form and, um, you know, working bloody hard. I think that's the tricky thing is sometimes mm. when you don't feel like you're batting as well or playing as well as you could be, you, you go searching, you go looking for answers and you sometimes work almost too hard. Um, so for me, mm. it was just about really trusting the processes that I've had in place, not only, I guess, over the winter, but for the years and, and trusting all the work that I've done over my career. And, I, you know, I guess it was probably quite poignant that it was my 100th test test. T20 international match that sort of a bit of perspective that you know um, form can certainly come and go but but trusting in the skills that I have um, and getting in the fight for me was was certainly a big one I, I wanted to take it on to the palms I mean they're right up there with the Aussies in terms of people we hate so mm. I certainly use that as a bit of <laughs> I guess motivation to stick it to them <laughs> <laughs> so can, can you give us your pre-game speech can you give us a little insight to your pre-game Sen- speech? Censored though, it. Sophie. Censored, please. Yeah, jeez. Um, oh, look, it, it actually wasn't. I it was actually quite interesting because Bob Carter, the head coach, spoke about, I guess, yeah, getting in the scrap with them um, and that sometimes we can, you know, we might be a bit too kind. I guess sometimes us Kiwis, mm. you know, people think we're just, you know, all nice and lovely people, which, you know, we are, but we yeah. want to have that bit of mongrel about us and I think certainly we wanted to bring that in that second T20 and, and I felt we did. I think we speak about it being in our bubble and what we can control and it's us versus them and, and for us um, that's something that we really want to grow with this group is, you know, it's, it's all about us and, and what we can bring. And I guess, guess, as you guys talked about, putting the pressure on them, they're the ones that are the world champs in 50-over mm. cricket, so they've got all the pressure on them. So on tour, it's, it's not something Love you it. guys get to do too often, but you want to build this pressure now and keep that momentum. You don't want to let them off the hook here. How do you do that but balance being on tour and, and also having a good time? But Katie Martin, she was hard case on Friday. She, <laughs> she just sounds like she's having a laugh for a minute. So where do you find that balance of enjoyment but also strategy and pressure? Yeah, oh, look, well, it certainly helps when you've got people like Marty, who's the life of the party, um, to, to help, <laughs> I guess, relax things. And that's something that, again, we've actually worked on probably for the last couple of months. We had a, a heap of camps over winter where we spent a lot of time together and actually getting to know each other away from the cricket field was really important. So we're actually a, a really close unit. We have a lot of care for one another. So we actually enjoy hanging out with each other, which is sometimes interesting on long tours. I think, you know, I might be saying something different come the end of this eight-week block. But, um, yeah, we do. We certainly enjoy, you know, um, hanging out with each other and, and getting away from the cricket field. But certainly we know that when the time is required that we, I guess, put on those caps and we, you know, we're ready to do battle, which I think is a really important balance to, to strike, as you say, you know, with, with the tactical and strategy and certainly wanting to keep the pressure on the palms. We want to make sure that, 
you know, when we're at training, when we're at the gym, when there's work to do, that we're there to do the work. And then when we're away, we can certainly switch off and enjoy ourselves. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll let you get back to your blackjack. Katie Martin was talking about setting up something in the team room, and I'm sure you girls are having an amazing time. But we love what you girls have been able to achieve over the last couple of days. Keep it up, keep the pressure on, and uh, look forward to seeing some more great performance from you and the team. Thanks so much, Sophie Devine. Awesome. Thanks heaps for the support, guys. Awesome, awesome. No worries. Hey, Louis, she was outstanding. I, I love the White Ferns. I think they play the right way. Yeah. I think they're really good people. I think that's the key. And, and just to see them get a win. Actually, over the weekend, there was mm. so much going on. The other the other people I'm really, really happy for is yeah, the Paralympians. So they, they got yeah. rewarded for a lot of hard work, didn't they? And, and see Holly Robinson get a gold, she's so well deserved. Awesome, mate. Awesome, mate. 12 medals for the Paralympians. Hugely, hugely successful campaign for them. Um, they should be so proud Hopefully when they get home, they can get celebrated and, and we can actually get some normality back into New Zealand and maybe we can celebrate not just them, but all our Olympians. Um, you know, they've, they've represented us so well over the last couple of months and it's crazy to think it's all, it's all over, you know, just like that. The big Olympics, the, the Paralympians, Paralympics are over. So, nah, awesome success. We're, we're very lucky in such a small country that we've got some amazing ambassadors that represent us so well. So, great work. Double eight, double three. The texts keep coming in. Is he a lot of them on this red card? So should we do it? Should we get into a bomb squad and hear what you really think? <laughs> do it, mate. Do it. Izzy's bomb squad. Oh wow, wow, wow. Where do I start? You already know where I'm going with this, but I'm just going to delve into a bit more opinion. Red card. Geordie Barrett, letter of the law, says it was the right call. But sometimes, in certain moments, the law book needs to go out the door and common sense needs to prevail. Was there intent? No. Did he intentionally lift his foot to kick Korobiti in the head? No. I tell you at home, I said to Will before, jump up in the air and lean back and your foot will fly up. Your foot will raise up and, and, and your foot will be in the air and, and I'll just that's just how the body's going to work. That's just how momentum works. If you're going up and you're just going to fall backwards, your foot's going to come up. Ref Damon Murphy, TMO. I know they spoke about it out there, and, and, and we've spoke about this a lot on our show. You know, like, refs are a big part of our game. They are a big part of sport. We need them in our game. But refs, they need to be held accountable as well, for me. They need to be held accountable because these big decisions, lucky that, that the rugby championship had bought the new rule and 20 minutes of a red card player can be replaced. And actually the, the All Blacks dug deep and actually scored a try when they were fought down to 14 men. Luckily it didn't actually affect the game because, um, you know, I've played in games when, when, when we've had a red card and, and they were justified red cards, don't get me wrong, but just how they ruin games. And, and look, I, I, for me, I just totally don't agree and I, I just hope that there is some common sense that's prevailed from this and maybe Damon Murphy will come out and, and um, you know, talk about it and think, but I know that they won't. And and that's what I've been telling um, a couple of my mates over the text line last night is saying, look, as players, when we played horrendous, we got pumped, mate. We got thrown in the media. We got thrown under the bus. We got spoken about. We got spoken about those moments that cost games and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I feel as refs, they just don't get held accountable. I know on the inside they do. Probably behind closed doors, they have those reviews. 
But um, I just feel like when you make a decision, you, you probably should be it should, probably should be spoken about. And I think Damon Murphy made the wrong decision in the end. It should have, shouldn't have been a red card. It was a penalty at, at, at most for me. That is my opinion, Louis. Oh, it's interesting, is he? Like, I defer to you because you've been in that situation up in the air so many times. I wonder, I feel a bit for the refs, though, because to the letter mm. of the law, they're just trying to do what they're told to do. 0800 the Kennard's Hire phone line. It's a, it's a pretty divisive topic. We've got Brenton on the line. Morning to you, Brenton. Good morning. What did you um? What did you make of it, mate? Had you look, you watched hey, it like the rest of us, and did you did you have an opinion straight away, or where's your take? Yeah, well, like when I first seen it, I thought, oh, that's that's got to be sore. But like when you slow it down, Jordy was kind of in the air, and like I always thought that mm. wasn't it the the tackler's responsibility not to hit the player while while Jordy's yes. eyes are on the ball in yep. the air, like you run they're running full tip, and uh, mm. yeah, I just thought it's more of the responsibility of the tackler to get out of the way. And then when he said it's direct contact to the head, I don't know if the rules have changed, but when I was playing, you're allowed to put your hand out, and it did get them in the head. So is that so? Are you still allowed to put a hand out to the face? Because that's direct contact to the head too, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I mean, mate. That's common sense, isn't it? Sense, yeah, Uh, yeah. It's a bit of common sense. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And I don't know how you can try and catch that ball running because those boys must be moving when they're catching that ball. And uh, have to worry about where the tackler is. I thought it was the other way around. So, yeah, just my thoughts. Mate, anyway. it's one of those skill sets that. No, it's one. Of, it's it's a great thought, mate. It's one of those skill sets that they take years and years to master. But once you're in the air, mate, like anything can happen. You just get you just get touched. Like Geordie Barrett would have just got little tap from someone, and that's why you can see his body, his momentum's going backwards. And when your momentum's going backwards, you you you're up in the air. Your momentum's going backwards. You're going to lift your foot. And that's what happened. If you watch his foot, it lifts, and he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he intentionally goes to kick Korobeti in the head. It just taps Korobeti on the head, you know. And, and look, I know the letter of the law. If you touch the head, that's a red card. But common sense has to prevail in this. Like that is, mm. for me, there was no intent to kick him in the head. There was no intention to to lash out and, and things like that. So look, you think back to, I think it was like three years ago, Wasaki no Holo. He jumped in the air and he kicked one of the Waratahs players in the head. That was intentional. That was, if you see that clip, go back to that clip. Three years ago, Waisaki no Holo playing the Waratahs, he intentionally kicked someone in the head. Now, that's an intentional kick. Well, and, uh, oh, no, it was another winger. Naburo, nah, Naburo, no, someone else. Anyway, one of the Hollanders wingers kicked someone in the head. That is intentional. If you put those two clips together, totally different. Yeah, I remember I remember the clippers, you're right. There's a clear difference. You can mm. tell when it's intentional. And also, look, I know we shouldn't. And Brenton, thank you so much for your call. Love it, love it. Yeah, cool. thanks, Brenton. Give us another call. If you're listening, whether you agree or you disagree, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. But you can tell straight away whether they meant to do it. And Geordie Barrett's reaction afterwards, I don't want to get too carried away on that, but he knew, Izzy, this text here kind of is similar to Brenton. Aren't players on the ground responsible for giving players in the air room to room on the ground really really we happy we stuck it up them after their <laughs> antics a couple of weeks ago <laughs> from their coach and ceo that's from richie on double eight double three when you're up there in the air are you worried for your safety are you looking for that landing space um look it happens so quick everything happens very very quick i think as a fullback and as an outside back you, you have to be brave you have to be brave like it is, it is a brave little movement. You're going up and you don't know what's coming for because 
the moment you take your eyes off that ball, you're going to make a mistake. So you can't see, your, your, your whole vision is in the sky looking at this ball. So you don't know what's coming around for you. you know? So you have to be brave. But once you jump in the air, you should be safe. You, the, the person who is in the air has all rights. Has all rights. Unless the other guy is competing as well, then it's you know, game on. It's a, it's a fair contest. But um, yeah, like it's, it's just one of those things. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big talking point. And look, I, I spoke about it just then. There is a clip against the Waratahs from one of the Highlanders players. He's, oh, I can't remember his name. It's, it's Naboro, I think his name was. He gets up and he lashes out and kicks um, the Waratahs chasing player in the head. Now that is intent. You compare that to Geordie Barrett, that is not intent. So I just think it was a totally different uh, wrong wrong call from the time and Dame Murphy has made a, uh, made a mistake with that call, I feel. Tavita Nabora, you bang on, bro. And he got That's suspended it. for six weeks. What if Would Geordie Barrett be sanctioned for this? Like That's the other thing. He's got a red card. So isn't that an no. automatic ban? Eh? Is it is a red card not an Was automatic that, a red card's not an automatic suspension, is it? I think it is. Uh, um no. No, no, it's not. And he'll go back to a review panel, he'll go back and have a you know, a little uh, meeting with, with the review panel and they'll go through it and then hopefully look they see what I've saw uh, seen on, on the T V and probably a lot of people out in the public have seen as well that it's probably wasn't intentionally trying to kick him in the head. So look, I've got a text message here. Is he, you don't need to talk about intent or get into the technique around catching the high ball. I disagree. I'm a referee. I'm not to the letter of the law. Murphy and the TMO made something up. Put simply, it was a shocking referee error to the red card Barrett. The right decision was a play on. You reread the framework again. Damon Murphy and his TMO were both completely out of their depth. The bloke is a sevens referee. How he got the game in the first place is a mystery. It was a poor referee performance, no flow, lots of penalties, lots of resets, too much TMO. Joe Smith, the referee boss, needs to drop Murphy and TMO for the rest of the championship. Oh, there you go. It's creating a bit of heat out there. Really? <laughs> People are speaking. Like I said, we need referees in the game. 100% agree with that. We need them. We need them. Without them, we wouldn't have a game. But I just say, look, if, if you make mistakes, you need to be held accountable. Love it. We do. Love players. it. Love it. Love it, Izzy. I love that you're, you're going in on this one. Red card all day, guys. I get the point of legs coming up when falling backwards, but the kickers are different and separate movement that looks deliberate. Put your name to that. So there is, you, you mm. can make that argument that he does actually then use his ankle, and you know all about ankles at the moment. You wish you had to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and he kind of does flick his toes a little bit, but you're just saying that. Nah, nothing more he could do. Mate, everything happens so quick when you're up in the air. Just because he flicked his toe doesn't mean he's trying to kick him in the teeth, mate. Come on, man. Jump in the air and try and control your foot. I dare you. Okay, I'm going to go do that right now. <laughs> and I'll chase you with my one leg. I'll chase you with my one leg and I'll tap you. And then you can kick me in the teeth if you think I'm wrong and you disagree with me. There you go. Beautiful stuff. We're not, I'm going to go do that right now, and we're going to we're not escaping this topic at all. So keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double three. Be like Brenton. Be like Will. Give us a call on 0800 150 There's so much going on after a huge speak, sporting weekend. The White Ferns, well, they got on the board, and Sophie Devine had a, a, well a player of the match performance that as a, it can only be described as a captain's 
knock. So after this, we're going to catch up with Sophie out of the UK, find out how the White Ferns team is going. Before the end of the hour, we're going to catch up with Tony Kemp and talk about the Warriors too. This is Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy's gone in on it. He doesn't think it was a red card. Have your say on double eight, double three. It's happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there for yesterday. If you're a Warriors fan and a father, though, um, look, block your ears. I'm sorry for what's about to happen, Izzy, because it was a tough watch, and I don't know what Tony Kemp's got for us. What do you reckon? Well, I, I'm unsure, but I'm just actually texting Bears at the moment, just giving him a wee update and talk, asking him about the Warriors. He's, you know, he doesn't really want to talk about it. He's pretty disappointed. So we thought we'd get Tony Kemp on, and, well, if Kempy's anything to go by his last chat, I can't wait to hear his review of last night's uh, match with the Warriors going down 44-0 against the Gold Coast Titans. Look, the Gold Coast Titans had a lot to play for. They they were playing for a top eight position. But Kempy, good morning, mate. What's your take, brother? Oh, morning, Kōrua. Hey, um, that's how bad they are. They go down by 40, and Bez decides that he's too sick to come to work. And they say, mate, I... It's um oh look I'm I'm not going to candy coat it it's, it was a bucket of turd really yesterday for their um their last game I I thought that a few of their players really um got that frustrated with the with their season that uh, it all boiled mm. over in the end and the way that they finished the season especially with Matt Hodge walking down the down the sideline doing the fingers to the to the supporters is is not yeah. a good look for what about a, that? a team that has really struggled all year yeah. He's just signed for the for the team as well, and he's been given an opportunity. What does that do for his chances? Surely you've been a bit of hot water for that. Yeah, well, well, it's really interesting that you raised that. Is he? You, you 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 sound like a really bright man. You know what the word nepotism means, don't you? Hey, that, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you really yeah. shortly. Ne- <laughs> nepotism basically means that you give most of your money at the club to 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 your relative, and you know his father-in-law is it, don't you? No, no, who's father Yeah, his father, oh. his father-in-law's a Sullivan, the recruitment manager, and his son's a halfback. So, the first thing they need to sort out, firstly, is not not Matt Rodge walking down the sideline giving the finger to the crowd, but the nepotism that's in the club at the moment, where they're just giving all the money out to their relatives. Mate, they need to sign some decent players. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, Kempi, Kempi, there's a lot of clubs that wouldn't have touched Matt Lodge for for a variety of reasons as well, but we took a chance on him. How how do you justify this, though, where he, on the field, when he's focused and playing well, he's kind of got that grunt that they might need, but it's like the Warriors got to a point now where they have to sign damaged goods if they want to actually compete? I think it'd be a lot easier to sign players um, if they bit the bullet, if Cameron George bit the bullet and stopped using the narrative that that COVID nineteen is an excuse, um, you know, with the with what's going on throughout uh, Australia, Melbourne, uh, and Sydney, especially, and every team is in the same boat moving up to Brisbane. It's a really um, easy get out of jail card to continue to say, "Oh, we're we, we're shifting schools." Look seriously, where would you rather be, mate? Would you rather be here fighting storms or on the Gold Coast where it's sunny and you can get out and have a swim and all that sort of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. just get on with it. Get on with it. And, and play rugby league, and and stop mm. looking at the excuse of COVID nineteen. Um, but they just, you know, to be brutally honest, fellas, they just haven't got the they haven't got the the mix right. Um, Matt Lodge, like New Zealand's got one a dozen as far as front rows go. You know, the, I don't mm. know if you guys know, um, but last night the young halfback that came on and played hooker, he was a, he was a player of the Warriors let go. Pat Herbert was a centre they let go for. You and Aiken that, that ended up in the second row, and of course you yeah. you had a front row running around 
um, for the Gold Coast Titans who the Warriors let go again. So the three players on the opposite side they let go because they thought they weren't good enough, but they come back and they stick it up and they make it. They make the eight. You know, it's just the recruitment strategy is just awful. And and if we think that Sean Johnson's coming back at thirty two to be the saviour of this club, he ain't going to play much football next year. But um, as you know that you get injured when you're thirty two and you and you, you'll be out longer than he's in. You know what I mean? So. Um, Matt Lodge yeah. spent more time on the sideline than he than he played for the Warriors with the with the suspensions. It's just a really yeah. bad mix. And and to and to boot, they got no hooker. Their hooker can't tackle, mate. You watched yeah. that guy last night. No, who's who's the hooker? I turned it off after I getting oh, a hiding, mate. Turned it over at about half time. <laughs> well, at least you come to work. <laughs> To be to be fair, Baz is off for his other job that pays a bit more. But that's <laughs> no, Baz has got to go. But where do they go now, Kempi? Where do they go now? Where do the Warriors go? What this this is surely a big dent in in their aura in their mana. Oh yeah, look at we ain't going anywhere. Put it that way. So the first thing is the supporters ain't going anywhere. They're the resilient, the most resilient people out. So we're always going to support mm. our team. But what what really needs to happen is, um, and I'm not having a shot at Cameron George, but Cameron George needs to to isolate himself from the friendships that he has inside that um, that group of coaches and and recruitment staff, and really get someone who's going to give him an unbiased view on what's going wrong with that with that team. You know, he's he's too close to to the to the football staff. He's too close to the recruitment manager. And just so that you know, the coach and the recruitment manager that they're all in the same stable um, and it just can't work because you, you're just filling you're filling holes with people um, that you want to give money to that's that, that's why I said nepotism you know and what Cameron needs is he needs he needs a strategy that's really going to get him into the eight and it's, it's not rocket science that, the hooker that they they let go three I don't know if you know Izzy but they let go three hookers one of them's playing in the one of them um, one of them Played first grade, I think. Two of them actually, one for Manly, one for Sydney City, and yep. this one that we got, mate. Honestly, if we think that he's going to take us to a, to a final series, let alone win one, you got rocks in your head. That don't that ain't rocket science. So you want to you want to talk about signing Matt Lodges and the Fanua Blakes? It's a waste of time and bringing Sean Johnson back if you haven't got a hooker who basically is the, the, the driver of your car around the field for eighty minutes. But, and not, for, for the life of me, I don't know what they're thinking. Mm, yeah, it's a bit bleak, Tony, waking up this morning. But we just, like, well, we just do what every Warriors fan does every season. Where we watch the NRL finals, we fall back in love with rugby league again for what it is, and then we turn up next year full of beans. There's a text here, boys. Can you ask Kempi he's who he's picking to win the comp, please? You should have put your name because it's a good question. Who do you reckon, Kempi? Oh, look, I think I think the, on everyone's lips of uh, Penrith and Melbourne, but I think the real Smokies um, after. But Saturday's not effort, but uh, Tom Trebojevic is manly. You know, like he oh, he turned really? that team into something else. Um, and if anyone should have had a shot at the NFL, it's Tom Trebojevic. No one can tackle him. You know, he's he's very <laughs> challenging as a player. Um, he he, make, he makes everyone on the field, especially on his side, lift to another level. And I think they're the real smoky. I think if they can uh, get past Melbourne, I think Melbourne are a bit scratchy at the moment. So I think if they can get past Melbourne this weekend, I definitely think Manly are a chance on the back of Tom Dravoyevich as long as he can stay on the pitch. But the but the but the easy money um, would be to put it on Melbourne and Penrith because of the the run that they get to the finals. No one's ever won it outside the four. 
um, you know, they they basically got the advantage this week. There's no home advantage um, given that this yeah. we're in this COVID situation. But yeah, if I if I was to, to, to lay some money, I'd I'd lay it on Manly as a smoky, but my 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 big money would go on either Melbourne or Penrith. Hey, unlike unlike the guy yesterday, I don't know if you saw the bet, but there was a guy yesterday put a dollar to he put a dollar to um a dollar dollar multi down for the Warriors to be kept to zero, and backed it up with the West Tigers to be kept to zero and picked up thirteen grand. <laughs> wow! <Unbelievable. laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh, I'm glad somebody's profiting. Mate, we have. That is unreal. We had Bruce Sherrick on last week, mate. He was great, Chad. He had some great things to say about you, though. Did you hear that little conversation? Did you hear about that little conversation? Mate, he, mate he, he, the, the thing about Bruce, he would have tied you up in knots, mate. He can, he can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, that bloke. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know, That's I know what he given said. That and, I know, and I know, given that... Um, He's a player agent. He would have had you and Bears tied up and not smoking and convinced you that you were wrong about me. 10% so, share. Just to go. 10%, he <laughs> reckons. That, that's it, mate. Well, you, you guys watch that program, Suits? <laughs> yeah. He's Lewis, he's Lewis mm-hmm. Litt, mate. <laughs> Lewis yeah. Litt. He's actually a, he's a, spit, he's a spitting image, too. <laughs> oh, you're, you're his blue glass. Kempi, appreciate it, mate. Kimpy, actually, if you can answer oh. in 10 seconds, Kempi, I'm asking people for our choices for poll here. I just need a real quick answer. Geordie Barrett, I know you would have seen it. Yellow, red, play on, or a penalty? Oh, play on. Play Gee, on. Harden up, rugby. Hard- <laughs> 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 there you go, Kempi. Thank you, Kempi. You back me up, brother. Good, Good stuff. You're a lad. Hard up. <laughs> it's hard luck for the Warriors and hard nut rugby. There you go. That's Tony Kemp's view. It's listed, you're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We've had an amazing show so far. And Trudy, if I have $15 million to buy a house in Rimura, wow. Good luck to me. What an absolute doozy. Is this house made of gold or what? Because $15 million, What's going on in New Zealand, mate? The housing price is out the gate. Unbelievable. Anyway, I've drifted off on a wee tangent. I've lost my chain of thought. Here we are. We've got a great show coming up. We've got a great show coming up for the last hour. We've got Matt Todd joining us. He's just about to embark on his journey back to Japan as he goes over and plays for Toshiba. So it'll be great to chat to him about his uh, journey going forward over in Japan and also just get a little bit of an insight into what he saw from the All Blacks first the Wallabies overnight. So it'll be awesome to chat to him. Then we've got Grant Elliott coming up. Uh, obviously, Black Caps last night. Getting an amazing win against the Bangladesh Tigers. Not only amazing, they beat them by 52 runs. Ajaz Patel taking four wickets. Uh, Blundell and uh, Nichols putting on an absolute uh, clinic for a fifth wicket um, partnership to sell them home to a 120. And actually, it was great thoughts from Bears that, you know, just putting their egos to the side, saying that 120 is probably a, a, an achievable score to get to. So just. Yeah, setting up a great performance, and then we'll get into the doyen of sports, Smilly, a bit later on in the show, but before then, we're going to read a few texts. We've got a text here. Morning, boys. Off the cuff here, but would love to know how Izzy would feel over a six-foot putt for the FedEx, and it's a 15 million US dollar putt. My knees would be knocking for sure, and that's from Adam. Well, Adam, mate. I don't know if you know, but if you know anyone that plays golf with me, they'll be able to confirm this. Um... Get a little bit of the yips, about two foot out. Get a bit of the yips. So that's for a $20 putt, mate. So if I was putting for $15 million, you can imagine what's going through my head. I would absolutely 
the shunting. So, no, I've got a lot of appreciation. I've got, a, I've got a lot of appreciation for these top line uh, golfers, mate. I was watching Patrick Cantlay um, last week when he was playing the BMW Championship against Bryce and DeChambeau, and just seeing his clutch putts, and they were over seven feet, you know, like unbelievable putts to, to take it to another playoff, six playoff holes, and then he got the win, mate. Unreal. So, no, a lot of appreciation for what they do. Also got another just quick mes- uh, uh, text message before I get to Toddy. If Murphy had any B-A-L-L-S as a referee, he would have ignored the TMO <laughs> chiming in. I've seen Wayne Barnes and Nigel Owens do it in a test match, brushing off a TMO, chiming in with disgust and playing on. I guess that's the difference between an elite referee and a rookie Aussie referee. Ah, there's some hate being put on Damon Murphy. And, well, I want to see what Matt Todd's got to say about this. we got him on the line. Good morning, Toddy, my mate. How are you? Good, Izzy, mate. How are you going? We're going good, mate. Going good. How are you? What, what, what have you been up to, my mate? No, nah, just a quiet morning, just getting the kids ready for another exciting day of homeschooling. Um, but apart from that, boozy <laughs> uh, <a> morning. <laughs> nice, mate. How's the homeschooling been going? Because Trudy got an email from the principal um, the other night. You haven't had any emails from the principal saying that Sadie hasn't been doing her homeschooling? Nah, but the enthusiasm for them's definitely waiting. First cut, like few days or even weeks was good. They were excited about it, but it's just, it's dragging now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. You're a good father. I must be able to confirm that you're an awesome dad. So, mate, what do you what have you been up to? What, what's what's ahead for you? This you're heading back over to Japan in a in a couple of weeks or in a week or so. Couple of days, actually. Yep. So we're back to Japan. Oh. Whole families we're packing up, heading over, which will be you know exciting, but um, challenging at the same time with sort of the COVID situation over there at the moment. But yes, yeah, so packing up and off to Japan in a few days. Um, for another season over there with Toshiba and the and the new they've changed it from the top league to a new pro league so um, yeah. yeah that'll be exciting that kicks off in January so a few months to grind through the preseason before then but um, yeah looking forward to getting up there <laughs> Hey Matt Louie here mate it's a, one of our McCafe coffee catch ups which we only reserve for heavy hitters and we've had some greats um, you know, your Wendell Sailors, your Stephen Flemings, all, all sorts, sort of, um, uh, what do we have, Isha Gua as well, some proper superstars, but a 140 cap crusader, 25 for the All Blacks, and a Kaipoi rugby legend. I think this probably takes the cake for me. Um, so, pleasure to have you on the show, mate. You still around the traps down there in North Canterbury? Thanks, that's a hell of an intro. You must have really been scraping the barrel today, but I'll take that nice introduction. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's all right. Um, he's a Kaipui. He's a Kaipui bloody uh, president Kaipui. of Toddy, mate. Is he, he lives in Kaipui and he denies it, but I tell him every time he's, he lives in Kaipui, but he tries to claim Park. <laughs> just embrace it, is he? Yeah, he wants to be more like Stephen boys, Fleming and less like Matt Todd, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh, calm down, Toddy. Calm down. Hey, Toddy, I have to tell you this to you. You're actually a screensaver on Louis' laptop. <laughs> well, no, easy, easy. And look, it's just because there's not too many All Blacks that come from this area, that part of the world, all right? So growing up out in Leithfield, it's kind of like you kind of attach your latch on to the closest star you've got. So, Matt, Todd, many people just thought he was the guy in the headgear. I knew exactly who he was. So there you go. Um, that's one for you, Toddy. Hey, watching last night, the loose forwards, I just thought, they they put on a clinic and, and you saw Akira on the outside running running havoc. But 
really it was the kind of work in tight as well from Scott Barrett and of course Brody that kind of meant that they could do that from what I could tell. Were you impressed to see those loose forwards be able to unshackle like they did? Yeah, I think it was very impressive. Like you say, it started, you know, the, the big boys up front were physically dominant and then it's great to see Akira having a good, you know, he's been able to put a few starts together and just show him what he's capable of doing. He was outstanding last night. Just his ability to beat defenders, create havoc every time he had the ball, it's given the All Blacks a real point of difference. And um, just the, the intent across the board for the All Blacks was great to see. Um, and, you know, Aussie couldn't really match it. Hey, uh, we're talking to Matt Todd. Give us a text if you've got any questions for, for Matty Todd, double eight double three. Toddy, I want to ask you about um, one thing I've just seen over, uh, from the All Blacks over the last couple of games is Aussie, they're getting a lot of inroads around that first, second and third defender around the ruck. You know, Tate McDermott and, and Co are just making a lot of gains here. Can you give us your thoughts on, on how the All Blacks could probably fix that up or, or what, what you're kind of seeing? Because uh, if there's any floor that I thought last night that was probably the only one, just that defensive round, the one, two and, and third year on, on either side of the ruck. Yeah, I agree. Both um, Tate McDermott and even Nick White, when he came on, was able to exploit, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, gaps through there. And I guess moving forward, when you look into Africa and they got Faf and, and his running game around, there'll be something they need mm. to address. I guess it's just the speed to set. You know, when you're not quite set, you're indecisive and... Um, you know, the nine can then get out and sort of attack you, whereas if you're set, you know, he, yeah. you take away his time and space and he has to make a decision early. So I'm sure that's yeah. something Stormy will be working with them over the next, you know, couple of weeks to get that area right, you know, until they um, move into those games gets fifth and that. But, um, yeah, and even that, you know, a couple of pick-and-goes through, like Pete Samu went through with a week pick-and-go and Samu Kruvi got called back for the same thing. So... I think just the urgency to set and just awareness of where the ball is and taking away that nine's time so he can't get out and, and start to put the defence in two minds. Yeah, nice, nice. Hey, but what about Brody Retallick, mate? You've played a lot with him, and I thought he's gone from strength to strength, and last night he was unbelievable. What's it like having him, him on your side rather than playing against him? Yeah, he's outstanding. He looks refreshed after a little bit of time up in Japan, and and back to his best. He just yeah. gives that real physical presence, you know. He's, he's into the Aussies everywhere, and when he's carrying, he's beating people. He's, you know, putting shoulders into people that break down and just setting the tone for the rest of the four pack. And it's a reasonably young type five, um, you know, out there at the moment. And he was certainly mm. leading from the front, and it just it sets the tone for everyone else, and it, you know, it makes their job easier to sort of just follow me and and they know what they're doing. And Scooter was good as well. You know, it's good to see him get some good minutes and put a good performance in to compliment um, the big guzzler out there as well. And he's great, you know, he's yeah. great, you know, after a bit of chat from the Aussies leading into that second test, he really, I guess, set the tone around that and he continued it into last night's game as well. Yeah, the pack really looked in sync, doesn't it? There's a text here from Trent, uh, Toddy, on your area of expertise. Still wonder about Dalton as he seems to come in and out of a game. As an open side flanker, how do you kind of remedy that or, or is that something that you saw or not at all? I think it's sort of more the the style of game the All Blacks play. That's their seven often. It's just about doing the sort of unseen work, making sure um, mm. you know, from a tech point of view securing the breakdown. They've got so much attacking strike power across the board. You don't need everyone to be, I guess, getting a ton of carries or, or a ton of touches. You know, he's securing the ball, making sure it's quick ball, 
um, and just doing his job really well. And it might not be real obvious, but he's doing an important role mm. for the team. So I think, you know, he knows his role and, he, and he's doing it well. And defensively, he's, he's getting through plenty of work and that's what you want from your seven. Nice, Toddy. Hey, Toddy, I've got to ask you, it's been a, a talking subject for, for to, a talking topic for today's show, the Geordie Barrett red card, mate. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think it's very tough. You know, you'd obviously know a lot more than me about taking a high ball, but when you're up there, he's got eyes on the ball. You know, the man in there, he should be able to protect himself, and Corabidi's run into his foot, really, hasn't he? And he's, he's hard done. Well, to get yeah. red carded for that, um, you've got to feel for yeah. him, surely... The common sense prevails and there's no suspension or anything coming from that. I've been saying it all day, mate, and you've backed me up as someone that's got so much experience. I know, I've seen you catch a few eyeballs, Toddy. You're not bad, mate. You, I must admit, you are the bloody hardest worker I've ever, I've ever played with. You've got a big old ticker on you, so I love playing with you, mate. But I know you're a Warriors supporter too, mate, and I have to ask you about this. What, what, do, what do Warriors need to do, my brother? What do they need to do? Yeah, not a great finish. It was, it was setting up for a good Sunday sport Warriors into the Olbits, but the Warriors didn't quite um, live up to their end of the bargain, did they? It was a tough watch. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough. They've been on the road for two years. It looks like they'll be on the road a bit more next year. And they, they sort of seem to... I've had a lot of players come in mid-season. I don't know. They would have had four or five new guys added to the team. So yeah. it can't be easy when you're getting that many new guys into the into the team to build that cohesion and so hopefully with those recruits they get a, a full pre-season with them in now and you know Sean Johnson's on the way so hopefully he can sort of re, um, bring a bit of his magic from um, past years back and because there's some good pieces there it's just about putting it all together and inconsistency mm. um, like the Warriors like you sort of give up on them and then they get on a wee winning streak and you think they're charts again and you get back on that get excited and they come up short again so it's a tough it's a tough follow being a Warriors fan oh it's very tough and then you tune into <laughs> SENZ wherever you are around the country and you hear Tony Pike uh, Tony, Tony Pike Tony Kemp come on and absolutely stick the boot in the, to them and um, look he's probably rightly so it's almost like so Torhu Harris was out right and it's those guys that just those workman like consistent players I think of a Simon Mannering or even yourself for the Crusaders for so many years Matt it's, it's kind of when they when miss those players there's no one that really picks up that workload which is kind of hard to watch as a fan. Hey, you're a dad though, so happy Father's Day for yesterday. There's no way you had a worse weekend than Izzy Dag, right? Nah, <laughs> no way. It'd be tough to, <laughs> to have a worse weekend than Izzy. That's a blowout. Daisy's oh, almost probably had a worse <sighs> one because she's going to be carrying the load for the next few months, so he's just going to be putting his feet up. Daisy, get me this. How good, me mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my bow, mate. I've got my bow ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an absolute champ, Toddy. We'll have to let you go, mate. Uh, all the best over in Japan, and uh, you're just like bears. You're going to earn your yen. So come back full pockets and look forward to catching up soon, my brother. I know. Thanks very much for having me, guys. No worries. Awesome, awesome. Um, Izzy, a couple of things there. Hey, what a legend. Yeah. What, a, what an absolute icon yep. of the mainland, Matt Todd. But... B, are you actually going to get a bell? And if you are, can we, <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to hear it on air tomorrow, like a ding, ding, and oh, I just how well, grating would know, that be Trudy. for Daisy? Yes. Tr- Trudy, would that be? 
a good idea or a bad idea? Like, I'm just thinking, like, she obviously needs to know if, when I need something. I'm just wondering. What are your thoughts? The be- you're talking about the bell? The bell. This is a snap yeah. choices flooring poll, Trudy. Yes oh, or right. no? Bell, good idea or not? Oh, um... <laughs> The look, the look on your face is uh, uh, Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of something. Of, she's, her name's Daisy, so maybe like a cowbell? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I the Molu bell? No, they're horrific, eh, Just to try and make it funny? Because <laughs> it wouldn't oh, be funny just ringing a bell to get a It wouldn't just be make, funny? Yeah, put a oh. smile on your face and use a cowbell. It, look, I don't know. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. How awkward do you feel when you, go to the, when you go to the dentist or and you have to get to the reception <laughs> yeah. and then you hit the bell because they're not at the desk? There's nothing more condescending, yeah, I don't reckon. Like, I, I feel so bad so ringing it, a have, bell. You have to make it funny. And a maid's outfit. Sorry. I think that's creeping into other <laughs> it's territories. It's not like she has much else on her plate. You know, it's not like she has two kids and a puppy to look after. So it's fine. She'll find time for me. <laughs> double eight, anyway, double I'm just going to throw myself <laughs> under the bus here. I think you might be. And me, and yeah, me too, uh, so don't worry. Yeah, look, let's move on. Double eight, double three. How good does Toddy go? Reckon he should slide into media when he's done. Unnamed texter. Leave your name on your texts. We'd love to let Toddy know. He was awesome. He's a good man. A hell of an open side flanker. A real workhorse. And uh, it was awesome to have him on the show for a McCafe coffee catch-up, which is where we reserve for the heavy hitters. Izzy, after this, we're going to catch up with Paul Moate, who uh, gave me a hiding in the weekend. How did you go on the punt? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I, I um, Look, I'll, I'll, I was going to go Avantage into a tissue, but I didn't. Then I went Francesca into a tissue. Oh. Francesca actually won, and it was awesome. And I was like, sweet. So I was on, and then a tissue went all fall down. So, yeah, good hiding, mate. <laughs> That's all right. No T- good. Tough weekend for the Ismaster. We'll be back after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to hear what Paul Moate has to say. Double eight, double three. Keep your texts coming in, though. Uh, you heard Matt Todd say on Geordie Barrett, there's still still lots of feedback coming through. It looks like the defender, Corabetti, ran into his foot, as Toddy said. Do you agree with that? That's our weekend choices flooring poll as well. We're going to come back with the answers just after 8.30. Plenty of live sport to update after this, too. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.